just because I have a sore throat uh, and I'm dressed like a bat, uh, people assume I have COVID. That's prejudice, you know. Douglas Slim and Juanita, the podcast. So I was out last night with a friend. Wow, weeknight you can go out, huh? I'm young, lah, Douglas. <laughs> So, I cannot lie now. Nine thirty go to sleep. Yeah, we ran into some of her friends uh, that I don't know, mm. and one of the women there said, "Oh, Juanita, the Fly FM, Juanita." Hey. I know. I got so excited at first, like, "Oh, somebody knows who I am." <laughs> she said, "Yeah, I listen to you and Douglas. You guys are funny, and you have good chemistry, which is you know really nice to hear. Keep doing what you're doing." Nice lah. Then it dawned on me, "Halama, I public figure lah." <laughs> <laughs> now I have to be like nice and friendly. <laughs> cannot show attitude. Cannot show that I'm grumpy yeah, and tired. Yeah, yeah. Actually, no. You must put on the public figure uh, facade. You know. You know. Must be there lah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretend to chunkle the mud water <laughs> or you no. Know, pretend to spray surfaces that are already clean. Stuff like that. <laughs> you get recognized pretty often too, though, right? Um, yeah, now more than last time lah. Oh really? Yeah, when I started my career, of course, uh, not that many people. But now mm-hmm. a lot of people do seem to recognize me. It's uh, obviously a nice feeling. They'll come and say hello. Sometimes they'll tell me some of my own jokes which they <laughs> heard, which made them laugh and stuff. But Aww. I'm actually very curious, you know. Yeah. I don't know how they can still recognize me even though I've got my mask on. Sometimes <laughs> I'm double mask with a face shield. Eh? Still, they can recognize me, you know. It's probably because you have really big porcupine hair, Douglas. <laughs> very hard to miss. <laughs> <laughs> there was one time I was at a restaurant and then my friend was there. Right. Uh, he was used to hire me for stuff lah last time. Mm-hmm. He was like, hey Douglas, how are you doing? So I went there, joined him, uh, chit chat a bit. He was like, hey, good job now on Fly FM. You know, right. my uh, my son and I, we we drive to school and we listen to you. Aww. And uh, Mina Saleh segment is one of our favorites, etc., etc. Et nice. Right. So we chatting. Suddenly, this precocious nine-year-old kid shows up. His son uh, <laughs> shows up. He was like, hey, who are you? Why are you talking to my father? <laughs> and then the guy. Like, hey, you know, this is Douglas Lim. The kid's jaw dropped, uh-huh. his eyes widened. He was like, "You are Ladu." <laughs> what? You're Ladu? Please don't react. <laughs> like I just gave some one MDB revelation. Okay. <laughs> Fly FM. We were talking about how it's really nice and humbling when people come up to us and tell us they recognize our voice or mm. if they think we're funny. But it's even cooler to actually meet an international celeb like with you, Douglas. So cool that you met Peter Dinklage. Yep, what? I was in New York. Uh, we were in the same theater. He was doing work for a one theater company. Uh-huh. I was doing for another theater company. Okay. And I swam at the foyer. My friends Ooh. were like, "Douglas, Douglas, Tyrion Lannister, Tyrion Lannister." <laughs> so <laughs> I summed up my courage. I went there. I said, "Hi, Mr." Peter Dinklage, uh, you have a lot of fans in Malaysia. Did you get a picture with him? No lah, peers don't What? do that to each other. Come on, man. <laughs> no, we were working in the same theater, okay. Oh, <laughs> anyway, we start chatting. The guy is super humble, very nice. He was like, oh, "What are you doing here?" I said, "Oh, I'm doing a theater piece at the cabaret space." And he was like, "Oh yeah, come check it out." Oh, he never did lah. <laughs> Which proves to you, ah, uh, a Lannister always tells lies. <laughs> But that's really the nice thing to do, lah, right? <laughs> Tell someone that you'll come and watch them. Uh, once I interviewed Lo. Do you know Lo? Lo. Oh, the the Butterfingers uh, band member, right? Yeah, it's a the one with the Malay headgear one. Correct. Right. It's a pretty famous uh, local band. Um, so it was uh, for a music segment that I interviewed him. It was a few years ago. Mm. It wasn't too long. It was just like a 15 minute interview, but it was memorable for me. You fan girl or not? Uh, not really fan girl, but I think I respected his art. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So a few months after the interview, I run into him at an event, right? And oh. I very excitedly like walk up to him and say, "Hey, hi." 
guy And he looks at me And smiles But he has that face You know when you think You're supposed to know that person But you don't So you just say hi And you smile While oh, you think like the, How the do awkward, I know you The awkward look like. Yeah correct I get it immediately And we stare at each other For like a good 5 seconds Before I realise Oh my god This is not law No <laughs> I thought he was just like some like a big celeb who couldn't recognize you or something. No, it wasn't even him. It wasn't even him. <laughs> it was someone who looked exactly like him though. Okay, complete with the headgear and all. But I don't know why. Instead of saying sorry, I thought you were someone else. Um, instead of being smooth about it, I took six steps back while maintaining eye contact and smiling really <laughs> awkwardly with him. And then I just ran away. Such a child. What child? It's a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> no, but look, you thought it was lock, but actually it was a lock alike. <laughs> Fly FM. So this groom in Indonesia gave his bride a one liter packet of oil as wedding dowry. Wow, oil! Uh. What a crude <laughs> gift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not even bottle or tank. Okay, you know, packet. Yeah. <laughs> they had a quiet wedding on two 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 two. All right. And yeah. uh, this husband thought, hmm, since there's an oil shortage in Indonesia, why not gift my bride oil as wedding dowry? What a genius! <laughs> I mean, no, it's okay. Look, it's a practical gift, yeah. but this was probably the wrong occasion to give someone oil. Uh. Right? It's a wedding, and that's your bride gift, lah. Some appropriate I mean I'm all for spending according to your means but I think he could have made it a bit more special like put la in a nice container or yeah, something don't you know? leave it in a packet yeah. <laughs> get a nice crystal uh, jar or something like that put it inside tak payah lah crystal all you can just put it in a nice glass container you can go on Shopee and find those like <laughs> the sticker you know where it's labelled minya or something yeah. like that no see I'm all for practical gifts yeah. but as I said it depends on the occasion see for me right yeah. anniversary uh-huh. gifts uh, those are pampering gifts lah because okay. it's about the celebration of love and whatnot. Right. Uh, so it's a spa package uh, or beauty products. Uh, buy that. But if it's your birthday, right? Mm-hmm. Then I will buy you a practical gift. What kind of practical gift would you buy? So my wife, she likes hiking. Okay. So I'll get her like a uh, hiking tongkat uh, right. or maybe some uh, foldable chair or the head torchlight. Mm, no, I believe all gifts should be pampering gifts. Oh, yes. Uh. Yeah. You believe all gifts should be pampering gifts? Uh. <laughs> yes. For your boyfriend Jonathan's birthday, what you gave? You gave him a oh, yeah, journal, him very a journal. pampering. Is it a journal? I meant for myself. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd rather cash over presents any day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cash is both pampering and practical. <laughs> Unlike cooking oil. Juanita, my brain just exploded. Oh, no, what? He gave oil, right? Yeah. We need to warn her. Like, the red flags are all there. It's very possible this Indonesian woman <laughs> married an orang minya. <laughs> Fly FM. So this Indonesian guy gave his wife a packet of cooking oil as wedding dowry. What do we say to this, Douglas? Weird. Indeed. But it's fun lah, to talk about these things, which is why we've put together a list of the weirdest wedding gifts we could find. This one is a bit sad too, though. <laughs> uh, a fake designer watch. So Aye. this Arab man gave a watch watch worth $200,000 to his fiancée mm. as part of his wedding gift. Six months after they got married, the woman learned that the watch was a fake when she took it to the shop for repair. Of course, she felt deceived, so she filed for divorce. <laughs> Poor thing. Like, she probably looked at the watch and went like, hmm, I wonder what time is it? Time to find a new husband. <laughs> yeah, man. Here's another. The bride's weight in chocolate. The so, w- so what? The bride's weight. Like her kg weight 
in chocolate. In chocolate. So this was the gift given to Marie Brie in the 19th century. Her name is Marie Brie. Yeah. Like Didn't give chocolate cheese. for what? Give cheese. <laughs> um, by her uncle who was a confectioner from Marseille in France. Marseille. Marseille in mm. France. So he asked for her weight to be taken on the day of the marriage, which is a bit rude if you ask me. <laughs> then gifted them boxes of chocolate matching her weight. I challenged this guy to yeah. repeat the offer after she finished eating the chocolate. <laughs> His shop will run out of stock, man. <laughs> so here's another one. Okay, last one. A father of a bride demanded one million likes on his personal Facebook page as part of the dowry. What a weirdo. Yeah, the future husband was not given a timeline, but still, what a weird request, right? Kasian the groom. I bet he's still making fake accounts and liking <laughs> the dad's Facebook page to this day, man. Yeah, or he could just be like some Malaysian celebs and buy the likes. Ooh, who are we referring to? <laughs> what? Tell, ah, tell. Too many to mention. <laughs> tell, tell. <laughs> but you know what's funny about this story? Like, all three examples were men giving gifts. <laughs> Not funny as well. <laughs> FM. So, PDRM finds out that a biker who raced illegally on the Penang Bridge is a school teacher from KL. No, orange here, Malaysia orange is I think uh, SPRM one. Oh. I think in, yeah, yeah, SPRM is purple. Eh, SPRM is alama. It's in I confused with <laughs> okay, tak apa-apa ke orange ke masuk locker Now the teacher was so nicely school holiday mood lah Some of it was from a viral video that he got caught It was a video of three to four super bikes oh. You know, with the cameras attached to yeah, the bike yeah. So you can see their speed on the dash They were going like 280 kilometers Man. per hour lah While performing stunts as well, wheelies and all So the police did an investigation into this And found that one of the bikers is actually a teacher at a school in KL <laughs> Not sure what they're going to do but they did get in touch with him I mean we hold teachers to very high standards yeah. but at the end of the day they're still human you know? I remember a bunch <laughs> of my school friends uh, this time was I think in uh, form 2 or something like that they were yeah. bragging uh, they were going to skip school and they were going to go to a nearby restaurant to right. lay part there because apparently there was this hot waitress whatever I was just you know concentrating <laughs> on my studies I didn't care about all these things of course so they wanted to, to, <laughs> to bragging oh, no we're going to lay part there with the waitress or get a number everything yeah. so they jumped the fence uh-huh. but after about 20 minutes they came back and they were giggling I said hey, what happened why so fast <laughs> like, oh kantoi man they said apparently when they arrived at the restaurant uh-huh. Cikgu Abu Sama was also there he's a discipline <laughs> teacher together with the penolong kanan <laughs> like a bunch of male teachers were there I think they also found the waitress attractive <laughs> <laughs> but tough one lah you're supposed to be setting a good example for kids as a teacher mm. I feel not doing nonsense like this but you know this sounds like a Malay series kan Cikgu Ku Rempit <laughs> you're totally right the yeah. script for this Cikgu Ku Rempit Kat Sekolah potong marka Kat highway potong jalan <laughs> Cikgu rempit Cikgu rempit pergi mana? Diam Cikgu nak pergi kelas room 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 Fly FM So we read this story about a cikgu Who was caught speeding and doing wheelies <laughs> On his superbike on the Penang Bridge we, She got us talking about things We've caught our teachers doing Now we're not trying to make anyone look bad here Okay, We love our teachers and we appreciate what you do But we're just laughing and exchanging stories Now our producer Rachel has a story about her teacher Good morning guys <laughs> Good morning Rachel What is this spicy story? Yeah Okay so 
uh, get prepared for this. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. So in primary school, I had this maths teacher. I won't name names, but let's call him Inche M. Okay. So uh, every Wednesday uh, during Inche M's class, the next door class had this other teacher, Puan K. Uh-huh. And she used to teach science. So on these Wednesdays, Puan K will come into our class and talk to Inche M. Mm-hmm. And you could kind of feel like the flirty vibes coming from him. <laughs> oh. No, okay, wait, chow, chow. Now, when a teacher does this, yeah. uh, let's say it's a teacher to a student, that's totally no-no. Uh, that is considered harassment. Uh. Yeah. You cannot do that. But teachers among themselves, why is that an issue? I mean, in front of students though. Awkward <laughs> lah, awkward lah for Appro- them. Inappropriate lah, maybe. Yeah. Okay, okay. So they'll come in and like talk to each other and like kind of flirt and uh-huh. stuff like that. But one time, Puan K came in to talk to Inche M. Yeah. And I remember she draped her whole body across the teacher's desk <laughs> while Inche M was standing there. <laughs> and we were all just like, wait, what? But there were some people in our class going like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> maybe she was just tired. Yeah, no, sure. I'm, just, I'm sure. so tired of standing up. I'm just going to lie down on the desk here. Yeah. She was swooning. La. She swooned and fell on the table. No, maybe this behavior is inappropriate like in the Malaysian context. We yeah, know, can yeah. we judge a bit? Because I've seen a video of mm-hmm. a school in, I think, UK where mm-hmm. the students knew these two teachers were kind of in love. And right. so when they finally became boyfriend, girlfriend, yeah. the whole class was like, yay! And they right. cheered and stuff like that. But these two teachers, did they eventually get married or not? Uh, I think they were already married. Okay, la, like that. I think she meant that they were already married to other people. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is supposed to be Sir Cola, not Sir Candle, man. <laughs> Fly FM. So we just talked about a teacher who was being rampet. Uh, <laughs> teachers flirting with each other. And we wanted to know what other juicy details we could get. We got a voice note from Sasha. So I went to a private school where the teacher would ask us to all buy this specific book and then read and do exercises from it while he just naps at his desk. So it took us a whole semester to realize he wrote the book and get this, the picture in front is of him. Ayo, he actually wasn't sleeping. Like, he was just waiting there for like, when are these dodos going to realize <laughs> I'm the guy who wrote this book. I'm the authority in this subject. Terrible. Come and get my autograph or something, man. Kids. <laughs> I remember meeting the author of my, I think, primary school maths textbook. Oh. This guy was famous, man. His name was Siak Keng Kao. I mean, it was a weird name. <laughs> but all of us knew this. Oh, Siak Keng Kao, Siak Keng Kao. He's the guy that wrote uh, my primary school maths textbook. Turns out, yeah. dude's my uh, father's cousin la, from oh, Malacca. Oh, wow. Was it like a fanboy moment for you? Not really a fanboy, but <laughs> it was it was weird because we went back to Malacca for Chinese New Year. Yeah. And my dad is like, this is Siak King Kao. La. I was uh-huh. like, you... You are Siak King Kao. And I went up to him like, oh my God, you are, you, you are on my textbook. And he was like, uh, yeah, so what you want, boy? Uh, you want the answers uh, to the mess problem or not? I was like, how about you stop making problems in the first place? <laughs> Fly FM. English class with Mina Saleh. Good morning, class. All right, have your seats. Katija, Ladu, and Asing. Now, the word of today is normalize, which means to return to the usual or generally accepted situation. As always, you are meant to create a sentence using the word normalize. Katija? We should always normalize faith and prayer. Yes, Katija. Pray for Asing, okay? All right, Ladu, create a sentence using 
using the word normalize. I I think from now on I only want a matsale western friend uh, because What? my Indian friend Gopal uh, whole never study play hockey play hockey then he would become a gangster. Then my Malay friend Rana whole life thinking about a dream wedding now uh, how to please a future husband now okay, and all that. Ladu just create a sentence using the word normalize. We mustn't normalize stereotypes. Okay. All right. Thank you. Um Asing create a sentence using the word normalize. That day oh, my mother scold me. She say Asing you must tell the truth. Normalize. Oh, as- fly F M. So this brilliant company is offering <laughs> pet owners over 28,000 ringgit to smell dog poop. I can't believe people are getting paid for this. I've been doing it for free all these years. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I saw. Now this is by a pet food manufacturer in the UK. Mm. Their offer is that you smell but also properly monitor your dog's poop for, for two months and in return they pay you 28,000 ringgit. Um because they have this new food, this like new vegan uh, plant-based food lah, okay? So I don't know what the selection process is like, but once you're selected by the company, they'll need you to smell the poop poop. to test the effect of their plant-based diet and what this plant-based diet has on your dog's digestion, the stool odor and general health. Yeah, I hope my wife is not listening to this. Why ah? Uh? Because she's one of those people who believe that dogs are 100% carnivores. Oh. Now they may, you know, eat rice once in a while and stuff like that, but yeah. she believes that they are not supposed to because dogs are genetically wolves. Right. And wolves are 100% carnivores. So all my dogs like they eat raw uh meat. Right. Okay. No 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 plant based nonsense. <laughs> I hear from a lot of people who have older dogs mm. that their dogs have to switch diets to uh, plant based food because their their bodies just can't take it anymore. And this is the problem that I think a lot of vets are seeing okay, as okay. well. Yeah. That that's why you know dogs need to eat plant based food. But there's also <laughs> on the other hand of things, people who give their dogs things like themed food. Themed I saw food? yeah, I saw one that was pumpkin flavored for Halloween like as if your dog will know it's Halloween. <laughs> What on earth, right? <laughs> I'm so sorry because I think I'm I'm guilty. I'm one of those mad people. Oh no! <laughs> because uh, I bought uh, yisang for my dog for Chinese year. What? <laughs> How does the dog low yisang anyway? They don't low the yisang lah. My dog don't use chopsticks. One scat tone M school afterwards. Then <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. They just eat the stuff lah, and there's no vegetables because uh-huh. as I said, no, no plant based stuff for my dogs. It's uh-huh. just uh, like coloured meat floss. And there's a giant dehydrated fish in the middle. Oh my god! You know what this is? What? This is what people with no children do. <laughs> no, no, it's very fun. You see, I got a video. Oh no! He's taking out his phone to show me a video. Help! Fly FM. We're talking about how a lot of people spoil their pets to the max. I mean, Douglas got Yi Sang for his dog. Hey, it was Chinese New Year, lah. Give me a break, man. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, something happened during Chinese New Year in my family as well. My cousin mm. is pet obsessed. She has a little poodle. Right. She was. Walking around with the poodle in her arm and then putting plates for people and all. It was so cute. <laughs> But what was funny was that her dog, her pet poodle, was in a Cheong Sam. That is so cute. It's so cute, actually. So I asked her about it. And I was like, Oh my gosh, she's in a Cheong Sam also. She's like, Yeah lah. You know what happened? She told me the whole story. How her other cousin found this Cheong Sam in a garbage. She said she was walking down this road and this house was like, you know, throwing all, all the stuff, stuff away. For Chinese New Year, okay. Yeah. So you know they have like those big tongs in the front, right? right? Yeah. The house. I don't know why she went rummaging through <laughs> this garbage. 
and she's like and then I just found this jong sam and he was like perfect so what she did was she took it she went home she washed it and now Tara can wear it but just so happened this jong sam is exactly the same as her jong sam is like matching I think she's just shy to say that she had it made <laughs> specially for both her and the dog yeah too lah but, but a poodle in a jong sam is actually quite elegant because I've seen pets in some weird stuff man oh there was this there was this bulldog in a tutu <laughs> how, how ridiculous is that because bulldogs are big you know like fat muscly and yeah. mean looking dogs the, look at the grumpiest ballet dancer there. Like this that's bulldog like, that's like seeing a bodybuilder in a tutu yeah the bulldog's <laughs> face was like I'm not doing a nutcracker you do some more I'll crack your nuts <laughs> I saw one a parrot yeah with an eye patch <laughs> so you pretend like pirate I'm like hello first of all that's pirate not parrot the parrot is supposed to be on the pirate the pirate is wearing the eye patch so I guess there was some miscommunication happening here that's kind of acceptable the dumbest one I've seen is a brainless monkey in a breakfast announcer outfit oh I know who this is guys and it's not me wow why you open fire on other breakfast announcers <laughs> moving swiftly forward no, I wonder if people know who you're talking about hey listen if you want to know who Wanita is talking about give us a call at what, what's our number no need no need thank you very much take it Fly FM <sighs> so Muda's candidate in the upcoming Johor election was fined 1,000 ringgit for fist bumping supporters <laughs> this guy fist bumped the fellow in the face is it <laughs> Which is assault, uh, by the way. <laughs> no, he didn't. So, candidate Azrul Rohani was fined for allegedly violating SOP on nomination day last Saturday, right? I so, know. in a statement, Muda said that although they disagree with the fact that they got compounded, they'll still follow the orders and will settle the compound anyway. I think the reason many people are angry about this is because other leaders were also seen campaigning in Johor and doing the same fist bump thing. Right. Were they charged as well? You think less? <laughs> so annoying, man. So he got charged under the Prevention and Control of Infectious Diseases Act 1988. Like that time got COVID, man, 1988? Yeah, this Prevention and Control of Infectious <laughs> Diseases is not just about COVID. There were yeah, other yeah, things yeah. like, you know, uh, SARS uh, and also polio and yeah. TB and all that. Mm-hmm. But I think what's concerning here, Juanita, is we're not sure what is allowed. Yeah. I mean, we know we are still in phase four. Correct. Two years after the whole <laughs> pandemic started. But we don't know what is a lot because I've seen official photographs in the newspapers yeah. of people masking up mm-hmm. right? I've also seen photographs of people not masking up and they're clearly not standing one meter apart right. so what is allowed and what is not I remember for greeting we were told to just bow so don't shake hands don't fist bow who said this KJ eh? the previous PM I think it was in 2020 if I'm not mistaken that he said we should just bow when we greet each other yeah, well now he's so bow already <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's just very vague la. yeah it is vague I'm still not sure whether to fist bump or shake Hands or bow, yeah. yeah. But I guess now you just you better not fist bumper. You can get caught. Yeah. So I I gotta still give it to Muda. I mean, you know, if I was them, man, with so many challenges, I wouldn't be Muda anymore. Man, I'll just be Moody. <laughs> <laughs> And That's I would true. also appreciate some consistency, lah. Mm-hmm. You know, handshake cannot. But then, uh, under the table handshake, lah. <laughs> behind closed door handshake, all okay. Up on Fly FM. So the PM assures us that politicians from government or opposition involved in corruption will be brought to justice. Uh, sorry, but it seems like the power just went out in the studio. What's going on, Douglas? Douglas, where are you? I can't find Douglas anywhere. What is going on? Why are the lights off? <gasps> Oh no, I see someone in the shadows. Hello, who's who's there? It's me, Batman. <gasps> I heard someone say justice. Yeah, Batman, hi. Uh, I was talking about the PM assuring that corrupted politicians will face justice. Yes, 
He met me. I am justice. That's why I am here in Malaysia. I want to give a final warning to all corrupt politicians. You will be brought to justice. Unless you need to go to Singapore uh, to visit relatives, then by all means you can go. Because uh, I myself understand the importance of family, you know. My parents uh, were taken away from me at an early age. They faked their own death and now hiding in a yacht somewhere. I think partying up with the celebrities. Oh. Because they sent me the pictures, am I? Batman, can we please focus? Other than family commitments, justice <laughs> will be brought to all corrupt Politicians. But, but if you have a medical problem, huh, mate, and you need to get the treatment uh, overseas or whatever, uh, okay, Lord Justice will wait for you. Because I also have the health issues. I have a doctor in Germany that I go to see uh, because my throat very sore. Uh. You know, it's so unfair, you know. Just because I have a sore throat uh, and I'm dressed like a bat, uh, people assume I have COVID. That's prejudice, you know. Batman, come back. We were talking about justice for corrupt politicians. Yeah, family and health are the only exceptions. Other than those two, you bet justice will be brought to you. Anyways, I got to go. I got a movie premiere soon. Uh, Juanita, can you lend me some money? Okay, my bank account is frozen right now, you know, because I bought the Catwoman a $10 million house because she was going to tell the whole world uh, that I am Bruce Weary. I cut, cut that last part out. Anyway, uh, big fan of the show. Uh, keep it up, Batman. <laughs> okay, can we get the lights on back in the studio, please? Fly F. Have you ever gone to get fast food, but it ends up not being fast at all? Mm-hmm. I feel the rent is strong with this one. Yeah, it's time for... <laughs> rent a space, rent a space, a space where you can rent away. I was standing in line in this fast food place, right? And the person in front of me was taking forever to order. You know, I'm normally very patient. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but not that day because this place only serves one kind of food. Burgers. That's it. There are menus with pictures of the food on the door, on the walls, on the tables, on the sides, behind the counter. But this person can stand there and garu her chin for five minutes straight, nicely holding up traffic. Hey, what's the problem? Just open your eyes, look at the pictures, and choose. It's not a puzzle, woman. At first, I was like, okay lah, maybe she really can't decide. But then, she turned to her kid on her left. They are four-year-old kid, yeah? And asked him what he wanted. I'm like, hello, this one is four years old. He doesn't know what he wants. She's there like, nak apa? Nak yang ni ke? Oh, yang ni tak boleh lah, sayang. Yang ni pedas. Are we having nutrition class uh, all of a sudden here? Like, why are we learning about different flavors and types of ingredients at the counter? I swear she almost said, this one is burger. Can you say burger? Very good. Like, come on, man. They were going back and forth for almost 20 minutes. Like, they were negotiating a peace deal in the Middle East, you know? <laughs> Then she finally decides. I'm like, thank you. Move along, lady. But then she goes, um, ada minimum apa, ya? Come on, man. So I just went home, ordered on Food Panda. I swear, when my food arrived, she was probably still at the counter ordering. Uh, nice. <laughs> very, very nice. Rent a space. Rent a space. A space where you can rent away. This is the Douglas Lim and Juanita podcast. Hang out with them weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on Fly FM.